The last time we spoke, we heard from people who are reimagining their relationship with ambition. They spoke about redefining success for themselves, establishing better boundaries, prioritizing health, caretaking, and well-being, and getting really clear on their values and needs. But we didn't actually talk about how to do this for ourselves. In this episode of Reimagining Ambition, I'll be sharing some thoughts on redefining your relationship to ambition and aligning your career with your goals, values, and needs. Your relationship to work and your career have changed over the last few years, and that means the same old career advice just won't do. I'm Jen Walker-Wall, career strategist, resume writer, and founder of Work Wonders Careers. If you're looking to ditch overthinking and hustle culture and pursue work and life in alignment with your values and priorities, you're in the right place. Welcome to Reimagining Ambition. Welcome back to Reimagining Ambition. I am your host, Jen Walkerwall, and it has been a minute. I am so excited to be back and bringing episodes in a different format as we continue on this journey. This episode is the perfect transition point in the journey of Reimagining Ambition because I want to shift to sharing really practical ways that you can apply some of the insights and transformations that we've experienced in the last few years. It really does feel like a full circle moment. I don't know if it does to you, but from my perspective, it does because we started this story, the pandemic, with layoffs. Then we had this significant shift in remote work, and then we had these intense workloads with lots of people changing jobs and making career changes. Now we're all the way back really to the layoff part of the story again. What an absolute roller coaster this has been for the last few years. A year ago, 18 months ago, people were feeling really empowered. People were feeling really mobile, right? Like they could easily find another job. And this year it feels a lot more complicated. It's one thing to redefine your relationship to ambition when you feel like you have power, when you feel like it's possible and easy to make changes, to make positive changes. But I don't know that it feels the same right now. I don't know if it feels maybe a little scarier or harder or more challenging to really hold on to some of those things that we learned and that we realized we value over the last few years. And you might say it's almost like <laughs> that's the point of layoffs, right? That's the point of whatever's happening in the job market right now. But that would be a topic for another podcast. The first thing I have been thinking about, and this has become something that surfaces in a lot of client conversations, is to really consider the seasonality of your life. When we pick careers, literally as like young people, like even in college, we're young people, we're basically kids, right? We're thinking about work, but we're not necessarily thinking about how our personal lives will ebb and flow and evolve and require or prefer that our work look and feel a certain way. Something I heard a lot last year was how having kids like really transformed people's relationships with work, like it decentered work and it caused them to reevaluate what kinds of opportunities they were pursuing and what they valued. But this doesn't have to only happen, right? When you have kids, like this might happen when you are diagnosed with chronic health issues, or you're taking care of aging parents, or you meet someone or you relocate, right? When it comes to making career changes, consider what your life needs at the moment. 
and for the immediate future. And consider that it will also change potentially in the longer term. I've noticed with my own clients that they're often surprised, like they come up against a bit of a wall in understanding why their job isn't working for them anymore or having a hard time articulating what they want out of their next job because their current job is technically good. It's just mismatched. It's misaligned. Maybe the job is too intense for the season of life they're in. I remember when I was going to grad school at night, I wasn't seeking the most demanding day job. I was looking for something that was pleasant enough to be at, that let me pay my bills and also just let me go to school at night, right? There's a season for that. And sometimes the opposite happens. Like I have clients whose kids graduate college and they're out of the house and on their own and they can sort of re-engage or up the intensity of their career because that's where they want to focus their energy. I really implore you to consider the season of your life that you're in and what that season needs from you and from your career. The second thing that I think is really helpful is activating other parts of your identity, right? Beyond worker, professional. I'm right now reading The Good Enough Job, and maybe I'll do an episode and share more about the book that I'm reading. One of the aspects he talks about that, that can really help you redefine and renegotiate your relationship to ambition and work and career is to activate other parts of your identity. It's easy to over-index on the career identity and its centrality in your life if that's largely what your life looks like, if that's what takes up the most time, the most energy. But doing things like indulging in your hobbies, taking painting classes or relationships, like seeing your friends and family or whatever it is that you enjoy, whatever sort of helps you diversify your identity can make you more resilient during the challenging times of your career. But also I think that it can really help you unplug from prioritizing work exclusively. You really have to make room. I remember when I was still working full-time in an office, it was really helpful to have an exercise class booked for like 5.30 or 6 because it really forced me to get out of the office. Like it, it created some boundaries around work. Um, that were very natural and appropriate and helpful fundamentally so that my whole life wasn't over-indexed on the working aspect. This is just a little reminder that if you have been putting off spending time in your hobbies, in your relationships, that it can be really helpful when it comes to redefining your relationship to work. And then the third thought I had is something I've witnessed people engage with and struggle with a little bit over really the whole time I've been career coaching, but especially in the last few years, which is that there are lots of career transitions that you can make. When people come to me and they're really unhappy, they're burned out and they're exhausted, there tends to be an enormous desire and belief that a major change is needed, like a 180 degree change is needed. People are like, I've made a mistake. I've chosen the wrong path. I need to you know, turn this ship around as quickly as possible and do something completely different. And listen, I'm happy to help facilitate a major career transition and to support people in that. But I don't agree that people have made a mistake. I don't agree that the only way out of what feels like a lot of misery is a major change. 
there are different types of transitions and changing roles in industry. That's like one type of change. There are some other transitions here that I think people need to implement if they're feeling misaligned and unhappy at work. Instead of a 180 degree change, I think about this as like a 20 or 45 degree change. Those would often go a very long way. Now I talk about some of these transitions in Minisode 2, so I'll link that in the show notes. You can reference that if you wanna hear just a little bit more. But some of these transitions include things like better boundaries, leaving work on time, not checking work email at night or on the weekends. Sometimes it looks like a sabbatical, so either if your job offers a sabbatical, taking it, taking PTO if you've collected it, taking a leave of absence, or quitting your job and taking a break between jobs. I've seen a lot of that. I continue, by the way, to see a lot of that, even though we're in a different job market. I've seen people downshift to less demanding jobs. I've seen people hit pause on the day job to pursue and explore freelancing and self-employment, so they have a little bit more autonomy over their time. I've seen people more deeply engage in community work or volunteer work as a supplement to, to what they're doing or as part of a sabbatical. And I've seen people make moves where they essentially have the same role, but there's better organizational alignment, whether that's around values or working remote or hybrid versus in the office full time. There's just better alignment for making a move and doing the exact same work just someplace else. I believe people, when they say they're very unhappy, they're exhausted and burned out and need something new. But if this is you, I want you to ask yourself, what part of your work is working? There's usually something that brought you to the role, something that you do appreciate. It's gotten lost in the scheme of things, and that's fine. But I think it, that identifying what's working helps us figure out what would make your job 30% better or 60% better. And those usually don't have to be such dramatic things. Sometimes it's a shorter commute or a salary bump or just a less toxic, more friendly work environment. Ultimately, what I want you to hear is that the change that you're looking for could be a lot easier and closer than you think. One of my favorite episodes was Dr. Megan saying the school psychologist it was episode five. I will link to that in the show notes as well. She had this quote from her interview. So let me play that for you. I think the remaining fear that I have is that we're just going to forget everything that happened. That in our rush to go back to normal, which is not possible because the normal that you're trying to compare it to existed in a world where there wasn't a pandemic. That's not, you can't ignore a thing that happened. I worry that we're going to just try to pretend that it didn't happen when rectifying it, addressing it, healing from it is really the only way forward. There's an enormous effort to move past what we've all experienced without rectifying it, without addressing it without acknowledging it, without holding on to the parts that we want to change us. And with the rush to return to the status quo, it would be really easy to forget the lessons we learned or to lose sight of the power we felt in those moments. So I want to invite you to check in with yourself today and regularly. Make sure that your work is meeting your needs, both in work and in life that the job that you're doing 
is supporting you and helping you meet your goals. Now, these were just three ideas I had around navigating your relationship to ambition. This is not an exhaustive list. I would love to hear from you. What did I miss? What have you been doing that has been working? Do you want to share your thoughts and experience as you are renegotiating and redefining your relationship to ambition? I would love to hear from you. Here's where you can find me. Of course, I am on Instagram way more than I should be. You can find me at Reimagining Ambition over on Instagram. If you're on my email list, the Working Wisely email newsletter, which goes out almost every week, just hit reply to any of our emails and it'll come to my inbox and you can let me know your thoughts. And of course, if you are a client or a career collective participant, I would love to hear what you think. Let me know in our private circle channel. I hope that we can have a, a much deeper and nuanced conversation over there about what redefining your relationship to ambition looks like, what your experience has been, what insight you might have to share with others. And if you're not a part of our career collective community, but you'd like to know when enrollment opens up again, just hop on our Working Wisely email list. So you can come on over to workwonderscareers.com. You can sign up for our email list right on the homepage. And it's a really great compliment in my humble opinion, to the listening to the podcast. I try to share inspiration and reflection prompts and check-ins over there regularly. So if you are enjoying the podcast, I think you would enjoy those emails as well. Thank you for your patience as we start reimagining Ambition 2.0. I hope that you will continue to join us here. We have new episodes that I am so ready and so excited to share. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about our little podcast and next steps and really look forward to the conversations and connections that I hope it will facilitate. Make sure to check out the show notes for all the things I've referenced here. And if you liked this episode or appreciated the Reimagining Ambition podcast so far, I would love it if you left us a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. It really does make such a difference. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Reimagining Ambition. While you're here, please hit subscribe or follow and make sure you always get our latest episodes. And if you'd like endless gratitude from yours truly, please consider leaving a review. It really helps our podcast attract new listeners. If you're looking for a hands-on career, job search, and resume support, well, that's what we do best. Come on over to workwonderscareers.com and learn how we help mission-driven professionals like you make career moves that matter.